Don't answer a fool according to his foolishness, or you'll be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his foolishness, or he'll become wise in his own eyes. Yesterday, we talked about the word fool and what that means. It's a spiritual condition, someone who doesn't know where morality comes from. All of Proverbs begins with this beautiful calling to seek wisdom, seek wisdom, seek wisdom, and then you won't be a fool anymore. And it talks about the consequences of rejecting wisdom's call. Wisdom is personified as this woman who is calling out in the streets, come, learn wisdom, learn wisdom, learn wisdom. And that's a theme that's run throughout the book of Proverbs. And that woman, that lady wisdom, Sophia, if you will, she comes back again later on in the book of Proverbs. But this is two verses seemingly coupled together in contradiction with one another. Answer a fool according to his foolishness or he'll become wise in his own eyes seems to be the direct opposite of don't answer a fool according to his foolishness or you'll be like him yourself. Let's start with verse fours, according to his foolishness, which also appears in verse five, just in, in the negated sense. Don't answer the fool, answer the fool. So. Don't answer the fool according to his foolishness, verse four. Verse five, answer the fool according to his foolishness. What does according to his foolishness mean? I think of it as two floating frames, okay? With the biblical worldview, you have this frame and it's the word of God, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as you look at the world through this frame, everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. Like as I read my Bible and I take up my worldview and I look around, everything makes sense. I can see a beautiful creation that's stained with sin. I can see something that's being redeemed. I can see us still reeling from the fall of, of sin's past and of our own sins, our own contributions to it. I can see glimpses of what was once Eden and I can see glimpses of what's one day gonna be heavenly, but I also see evil and I also see sin and I also see creation groaning as it has been since our fall in Eden. I can see where it all came from. I can see where it's all going. I can see where morality came from. This, this frame, this worldview works really well. But if I look through the frame that is used by someone who rejects the word of God, now I'm looking through a worldview that doesn't make sense, that doesn't account for origins, that doesn't account for morality that will never be able to really answer the, the, the most important questions in the world. It is foolishness. According to his foolishness means according to his worldview. So if you imagine that you've got your framework, the gospel, the word of God, and he's got his worldview, which is anything else, rejecting God, it's foolishness itself. You can show him in verse four, what it looks like through your worldview. You can show him in verse five how foolish it is through his worldview. Come over here to my frame and look at it through my worldview. I'm not gonna answer you according to your foolishness. I'm not gonna answer you through your own messed up framework. Come over here and look at it through my worldview because when I look at this three-year-old girl with cancer through my worldview, I see a redemptive plan. I see hope for heaven. I see God using it to bring about medical progress. I see hospitals named after Christians. I see a, I see a mother and father reunited with their child in heaven one day. Like As I look at it through my worldview, 
worldview, I have hope. I look at it through my worldview and I see God working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. When I look at it through your worldview, it all just sucks terribly and there's no redemption and there's no hope and there's no purpose for anything. So come over to my frame. I'm not gonna answer you according to your worldview. I'm not gonna answer the fool, in this case, according to his folly. Come over here, try on my glasses, look at it through my frame, take up a biblical worldview, and you'll see there's actually a beautiful purpose here. When I was in the midst of that long 14-year stretch trying to lead my friend Charles to faith in Christ, there came a time where we realized we had exchanged such voluminous correspondence over the years that was verging on uh, a book manuscript. And so I said, what if, what if we just wrote a book together? What if we just had a series of questions and I give my answer and then you give your answer and then another question and I give my answer and you give your answer and another question and I give my answer and you give yours. And the very first question that we endeavored to answer together was why do bad things happen to good people? And I was able to endeavor to answer this question and I applied the biblical worldview. I don't think I did a particularly good job of it. Uh, in fact, Charles told me at the time I didn't, but he had nonetheless sat down to try to answer that question from an atheistic worldview. I was no help in this process, but sitting there, he said, and I quote, I had convinced myself that you were right and I was wrong. Because through that foolishness, through that flawed worldview, you can't possibly answer that question why. You can't even really describe good or bad along any authoritative measure. Because within the atheistic framework, you can't even explain how we got here or how you know what good is and what bad is. And the moment you start calling some things good and some things evil, you start talking like a theist rather than an atheist. Don't answer the fool according to his foolishness. He's looking at the world through that frame Invite them over to yours. Look at this story through a Christian worldview and you can see a beautiful, eternal, redemptive purpose to it. And as Charles himself said to me later, through the Christian worldview, ultimately, there are no bad things because everything gets redeemed in the end. He articulated it far better than I could. Don't answer the fool according to his foolishness. Tomorrow, we'll talk about those occasions upon which you do answer the fool according to his foolishness. Let me pray for you. God, give us the moments and give us the boldness to seize those moments. I pray, oh God, that we would rest easy tonight because we stand upon your word as Christians. Give us sympathy in our hearts for those who are living like fools, though they are quite intelligent. They're looking at the world through a fractured worldview, but you provided wisdom, oh God. We're so grateful for it. We take no credit for it, so we can't condescend to anyone. We just have been given by your word this framework that makes everything make beautiful sense. We're so grateful for that. Would you give us the boldness to invite other people in? Not answering them according to their foolishness, but showing them the brilliance of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.